What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah. I've done a few episodes of this podcast talking about the work of, for example, Whale Hazard Guitars over in the US. And in that particular case, I was talking about the incredible inlay work that you can get totally custom on your order um, that goes not just on the fretboard, on the headstock, some stuff on the body as well, and how there are some really great examples of creating something that is truly custom if you're going to go out there you're going to go for you know whatever you want to call it custom guitar boutique guitar luthier make guitar you know why not get exactly what you want why not get something which is really special sets itself apart and the whale has a guitar stuff i've always thought strikes a nice balance between it's really appealing these are not like art guitars or something like that they don't look like they're made to hang on the wall but um they do have these special touches which you can kind of tailor as much as you want as little as you want um just the 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 whale hazard logo in kind of mother of pearl or whatever inlaid on the headstock is really beautiful it's a really nice detailed thing but as i talked about in the episode particularly about whale hazard guitars inlays um and the inlay work you can get there this is something that they're kind of known for and you can see some fantastic examples when you go look at their stuff of, of models and custom orders that have really gone out there and have some really special, unique, eye-catching stuff in terms of the inlay work. But whilst I've also touched upon that a few other times, talking about some really cool stuff you see from different luthiers out there, I did want to talk about a name that I haven't talked about before, but which I feel you know it's kind of remiss to talk about inlay work and not talk about this guy's work um because this is possibly the the king of inlay work out there in the world um someone who's renowned for their inlay work in particular um has caught the eye the attentions and the orders of uh really well-known players in this case with acoustic guitars we're talking in particular um you know steel string and nylon is what we're talking about in particular here today but definitely just renowned in the world of guitars guitar building uh, in general to be someone who has taken inlay work to another level, taken it to another place. And that's because there's a kind of a philosophy that's underneath this approach, which is, you know, not just using inlay work to be showy or something to look at or purely decorative, but to be something expressive, to be as an art form in itself, making a statement or doing something which you know, can say something in and of itself, which is a cool way to look at it. It's it's seeing this thing which you learn to do as a skill. If you're a guitar builder, you learn how to do inlay work. You take that to different levels of expertise, perhaps, but you learn how to do this skill. And it's cool to see there's always people out there who will take this and go, well, instead of just doing this, instead of just, you know, following the kind of simple rule book and doing this, why not take this set of skills I have and transform it into something as expressive and as kind of full bore art form as possible. And that's what this guitar build is known for, among many other things, in a very illustrious and interesting career. And it's stuff that I wanted to share with you guys because it's worth having an episode of this podcast talking about great builders, talking about all the weird, cool stuff that's out there in guitar world that documents this. Because I kind of feel like I say I touched upon this subject, I'd be missing out on it. And maybe you guys don't know about this guy's work. You go check it out. Maybe you've heard about it, but um, I'm going to link to some stuff that I think you guys should check out anyway, even if you're kind of aware of this. Um, so I am talking about William Grit Laskin. I don't know if you know who William Laskin is. Grit is his nickname, which he goes by. Um, he is a Toronto, Canada-based 
guitar builder. Uh, like I say, specializing, we're talking acoustics here, we're talking steel string and nylon string acoustics. Um, you know, before we get to the inlay work, is really known for some other fantastic developments, which you actually see really now widespread in the world of acoustic guitars, which I didn't actually know. Um, <laughs> came from came from this this same builder came from grit laskin i did not know this um but you see a lot of guitars these days a lot of acoustic guitars with the kind of really distinctive beveling on the edge for your armrest so kind of armrest beveling and then on the back uh you know instead of like a it's kind of the equivalent of what we get as like a belly carve or um as you might your gut carve on the uh, electric guitars you sometimes see on acoustic now well actually quite a lot on especially high-end um acoustics and smaller builder luthier acoustics you see a lot of them with kind of a rib cage rest kind of a, a hard beveling a strong beveling on the back to make it really nice and soft and rounded so it sits against your body there's nothing jagged there's no uh you know kind of sharper edge like you will get on a standard acoustic design that armrest and ribrest beveling um was also the the genius idea of grit laskin as well which is really 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 cool um i didn't actually know that um until really recently and i think that's a really cool thing i know you can see it on his guitars but i didn't know he sort of originated this so that's a great thing and that's really taken hold just in case you haven't noticed that uh, i haven't seen that i've been seeing that everywhere man um on a bunch of guitars so it's cool to see a builder thinking about how can we improve this design you know guitars have been around for a long time especially acoustic guitars and there's so many reasons for why their designs are as they are but is there something the modern player could maybe do with some improvements we can make and that beveling like i say has really become a very popular thing you see a lot of professional players these kind of modern finger style guitars all the ones that do all the exciting tapping and exciting modern finger style elements i've seen a lot of those guys have guitars with this kind of beveling on it so really cool that that comes from grit laskin as well um, as well as being a guitar builder since the early 70s um, and having an enormous amount of experience in that way. Another thing that I noticed quite a lot on the podcast, obviously, uh, with the builders that I talk about, obviously, you expect all of them or pretty much all them play guitar. You know, they start playing guitar and then they move to building guitars. But a lot of them play guitars, you know, two levels where they toured with a band or were very seriously trying to make it as a musician at this point at that point. Um that's a good thing because a lot of those guys tend to have these really good ideas like beveling for comfort for professional players because uh you know you've you've been there you've done it and you notice the things which are you are you find wanting in the guitar designs that you have you you a lot of these guitar builders even kind of go on certain journeys or even the entire journey itself of becoming a guitar builder because they find something lacking or something wanting or something that needs tweaking in the guitars they have and it's not something just change out a pickup it's not something just you can pick up how to do by applying some pretty simple basic skills to make some simple adjustments you know this is when someone noticed something like hey i want a i want a comfortable arm carve and, and carve where the guitar sits against my rib cage okay well you got to learn some skills as a guitar maker to do that um i don't know if that's exactly what happened in terms of the process with uh grit laskin but I, I kind of just see that the people who notice these very practical elements of how to improve a guitar design so often have spent a long time actually, you know, not just being a, a guitar player, but playing on stages, touring, playing in bands, stuff like that. And um, Gorilla Laskin definitely kind of fits the bill with that. Um, 
well known as a Canadian folk artist, uh, multi instrumentalist, not just guitar, multiple solo albums, and played with a lot of other artists and has written songs that other artists have then performed. Uh, went on to found a record label that I think represents over 50 artists now, folk artists in Canada. It's a national folk music uh, label um, in Canada, which is really cool. That obviously now does a huge amount of work for the scene there, uh, which is very, very cool to see. He's got plaudits and awards all over the place for his instrument making. Um, on national level, his guitars are featured in museum a museum collection in Canada, which is incredible as well. Um, yeah, amazing stuff. Also founded the association of um, well, co-founded the association of stringed instrument artisans, uh, which you haven't heard of that. It's basically an international organization for, like I said, stringed in- instrument artisan builders and repair people as well, um, which is really, really, really cool. So done a huge amount of stuff a huge name in the community that that has made massive massive contributions but is known far and wide um in many ways i wouldn't say above any of this stuff necessarily it really depends what circle you're going to be in but particularly in guitar nerdy land and guitar builder person land and all this stuff um you would say that one of the big things very recognizable for is his inlay artwork which really is artwork this is not just inlay work which is cool or a bit custom or anything like that um these are inlay works that encompass the entire fretboard that go up onto the headstock as well many times um utilize an enormous amount of different interestingly colored material i know he uses legal forms of ivory as well as your kind of mother of pearls and this and that um extremely bright vibrant colors and a nice diverse array of styles some more realistic elements to things some more comic book kind of look elements to things as well um fantastic work really really beautiful work and i felt that i would be it would be remiss if i didn't bring it up having kind of gone off on the idea of crazy inlays and crazy design elements the builders have done not to mention the work of grit laskin from canada doing amazing stuff so instead of sitting here and doing the bizarre thing of trying to describe what <laughs> it's the weird thing of like instead of a video i'll make a podcast and then i will try to bumble through describing what these guitars look like instead of just showing them to you i'm just going to let you guys check this out so i got two things that i'm going to link for you to check out because i think these are really interesting the first thing i'm going to link is actually a little short film uh introductory film kind of getting to know grit laskin introducing him he talks about his building process and you see uh you know a guitar in there being built in this little five minute film and you can see some of his inlay work there but it's also a great way just to kind of get to know him as a builder which i always love these kind of films as you know so i wanted to share that i'm also just going to share a gallery of images of his guitars because um i think that's the only way you guys are going to get to realize how incredible this stuff is i think you will recognize if you if you look at this stuff and you go oh wait i have seen this if you've seen these guitars, you will recognize this. Uh, it's not like anything else that's out there. You know, there are other people I've seen out there. There are there are other builders that do um, inlay work encompassing the fretboard and so on. But um, stylistically, very, very different and usually trying to accomplish something quite different. Not usually, like I say, with this philosophy behind it of 
trying to take inlay art beyond just like a, a decorative, a little fancy looking thing to something that's actually, yeah, expressing something or has ideas and concepts and things that you can enjoy and grab onto in there. And that will f be part of the really personal, special relationship and attachment that the guitar player has and that they gain inspiration from with this guitar. Um, and obviously that's a huge amount of what draws people to custom guitars, uh, you know, from, you know, a Kiesel all the way up to something that's more like a commissioned art piece for whether it's from Grill Askin, whether we're talking about a Jens Ritter, whether we're, uh, you know, w whatever we're talking about, that kind of personal connection um, to something that you feel is special, that something you feel is that is made for you and to your order is um, something that inspires musicians. And this is obviously a part of that. And then they work as a part of that, not just in terms of you say what you want on it, but um, it's actually, yeah, like an artist expressing something in collaboration with you in a way, which is cool. Um, so I've linked to a gallery of pictures there so you can really get an idea of the level of incredible stuff we're talking about here. As always with the stuff I talk about on here, um, you know, we all know that you can get great guitars that you can make awesome music on and do everything you want to do on it uh, at all these different price points these days. It's the incredible thing uh, about the, the saturated some would say oversaturated guitar market that we have. Um, this isn't about buy this. This isn't about this has to be for you or this has to be the guitar that you need. Um, so as always, even if this seems like it wouldn't be for you, if you go, just buy an Epiphone, man. Um, <laughs> just check this out for the craftsmanship. Just check this out and admire the skill. Just, um, yeah, you just got to admire the skill. You know what I mean? Just check this out as, as as an example of someone who's just incredibly skilled at doing something. Because I always find that inspiring and fascinating, even if it's not something that I would want to do myself or have any idea how to do, as is the case with this. Um, someone wants to teach me. <laughs> it's going to take a while um, to get anywhere near being able to do this sort of stuff. This is incredible. But, um, you know, it's just I find that inspiring and, and always fascinating to see someone who's just incredibly good at something and has these incredible skills, which they kind of develop, especially when they develop them themselves, you know, it's not in like a, a skill that you go to school and learn. This is, this is, you know, this guy, and he, he's developed his own approach to inlay artwork. He's had to kind of make up the rules for this as he goes um, from the very kind of simple, basic basis foundation of just doing inlay work in general. He's taken that and expanded it and expanded it, but huge amount of trial and error going to be in that a huge amount of, just learn from experience um you know he's writing the rule book kind of on this as he goes in terms of his approach to inlays and and how he's done this in inlay art um to see that in particular to see just someone really skilled at anything i think always inspires and interests me but to see that where they've kind of written their own rule book and and perfected and mastered that this kind of craft that they've come up with themselves always find that inspiring and interesting so even if you think this isn't your kind of thing in terms of something you'd want to want to own again and you're screaming at the at the speaker or the headphones you're listening to right now who needs all of this stuff man come on what's all this fancy stuff you just it's got six strings doesn't it you know what i mean what else do you need um well just check it out for the craftsmanship i think you're going to find it interesting inspiring there and even if that doesn't inspire you which trust me will go check this stuff out amazing um but on top of that something else that of course always inspires us is the thing that this all comes back to music and making music you kind of got two music suggestions in today's episode um because you can of course check out the music of grit laskin so 
there you go because he's a musician like i say as well as a guitar builder um the gallery i'm linking to is on his website and you'll be able to go and 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 check out you know link to it links to his music stuff so you can go check that out as well which is very very cool um so you can check that out but also i have an album today that i want to share with you um because i've just been listening to this album on constant repeat lately and um I'm just too excited to share it to even wait till tomorrow's episode, <laughs> to be honest with you. This is just a really great album. It also ties into a lot of stuff I've been blabbing on about recently with where guitars go in and guitar in interesting ways and the blending of of all these diverse genres and how the guitars are part of that. Um, and kind of all this neo-soul stuff and this fusion stuff and this jazz-inspired stuff, the way progressive um, metal and instrumental guitars borrowing from hip-hop and soul elements of guitar and you know I'm all, I'm all excited about that because that's why I see the future of guitar being strong and where it's going as well as in the rock and metal stuff that's that we're more kind of a, accustomed to hearing guitar being used for um, this is something which is exciting me and I'm talking about it a lot and I, I've got another album which I think is a great example of that uh, it's a jazz album which has you know a a really open-minded approach to genre and it incorporates a lot of other genres and the guitar's at the forefront you know of the sounding and what it's doing and also if you're a bass player man the bass tone on this album is so good like it's one of the my favorite bass tones in album as and you know that because like as a guitar person you're like i'm going to ignore the bass entirely you know and pretend it's not even there but um, <laughs> it just makes me angry thinking about bass players but um i you know i really actually enjoyed tuning and listening to the bass on records but this wasn't even like having to tune in like you know just shortly into the first track and stuff after the bass comes in um you know not long after that bass comes in man you grab my attention straight away it's partly because the playing so good and, and what's going on in there but the tones man are just really big really enjoyable um the guitar works fantastic and the tones are really um kind of go from smooth to slightly jagged at times but there's a really nice array of tones in here uh as well and it's nicely prominent so i am suggesting that you go and check out the album self-titled from smandem and smandem are a jazz collective jazz group from amsterdam in the netherlands um yeah everything on here is it is jazz but it's it's got hip-hop flavorings in there all over it um it's got kind of modern other pop sensibilities sprinkled in there as well um and and with that because it has those same little borrowings and sensibilities and touches of flavor the way the guitar work and, and actually all the all of the 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 um little touches in there in all of the instruments not just the guitar kind of means it adds up to being reminiscent of some of the progressive instrumental guitar work you see at the moment you know it's really popular in there like i guess you go Pliny, and i would go owain or owani whose music i've suggested uh, at least a couple of times on this podcast and some of the stuff on polyphia you know you you hear kind of the little hip-hop and the soul elements and the jazz elements in there um you know there's touches of that on here where just because they're crossing over from seeing and taking interest in these 
uh, exciting things that are happening in these genres and exciting artists across those genres just because of that similarity of where they're being influenced. You hear it coming in here as well, um, including in the guitar work, which is really, really cool. So that's self-titled from Smandem. Um, I've linked to that in the description of this podcast. I've also linked to the video about Grit Laskin. And I have linked to a gallery of pictures of Grit Laskin's incredible work, including uh, his incredible inlay artwork on his guitar. So go and check all that out. Matt, it's just, it's it's pretty generous, right? This is, this is much better than that last episode about shaving your balls. This, I'm trying to make up for it. <laughs> giving, you three, giving you all these things, giving you Grit Laskin's guitars, Grit Laskin documentary little video go check out his music go check out this self-titled album you know what i mean uh i'm trying to make up for the fact that the last episode was probably incredibly disappointing because of how little i had to do with anything um well you know you'd rather it had it was it was to do with nothing rather than that um what a horrible episode anyway <laughs> um check all of those things out i hope you get inspired I hope it gets you playing guitar and checking out other music because that's what's really important uh i hope you also look after yourselves look after one another as always i will catch you again tomorrow